0: Hi and welcome to the How Not to Think podcast, the show that looks at everything from artificial intelligence to natural stupidity and everything in between. I have conversations with great guests from many different fields as we talk about things like binary thinking, cognitive bias, conventional wisdom, and so much more. I'm Dr. Howard Rankin, and if you're interested in these topics, I encourage you to check out my books on Amazon, including I Think, Therefore I'm Wrong, Intuitive Rationality, and uh, a new book currently up for pre-sale, Falling to Grace, The Art and Science of Redemption. You can also find out more about me and connect with me at D-R-Howard, H-O-W-A-R-D-J. R-A-N-K-I-N, Doctor com. I'm delighted to welcome today's guest all the way from Salem, Oregon, Rachel McLeod. Uh, I have a special interest in what she does. Um, she is helping people find different ways of managing trauma, anxiety, stress, and the difficulties of life. So I'm thrilled to have you with us, Rachel. Great to see you.
1: Good to see you, too. Thank you for having me.
0: Well, tell us uh, how you got into doing what you're doing now and then a little bit about what you are doing now, which we will then explore.
1: Yeah, I was I got my training as a social worker I started doing therapy and I was working with substance abuse uh, and um, substance dependence and working in a residential facility and I really enjoyed that but I really wasn't getting the results I wanted to get those clients. I really felt like they deserved so much healing. Most of their addiction was trauma and uh, trauma-based. And I just really, I I didn't feel like I, I didn't, I just wasn't equipped to help them heal their trauma at the level I wanted them to be able to do that. And, um, that, ended after um they closed off my department and I was pregnant. And so I began, I, I just I was very dissatisfied as a therapist and just with therapy, I was actually pretty angry. Um, and I was like, what well, you're just gonna talk to these people all day and that's just gonna make them not you do drugs. You know, and I, I just was I was really beside myself. And I uh, my husband was like, why don't you stay home with the kids? And I was like, yeah, I can't even live. I have a whole degree in it. Mm-hmm. You know, I was just mm-hmm. mad. And um, as I came home and stayed with my kids, I really started to see my own mental health um, illnesses start to pop up. Stuff that I had had that I went undiagnosed for a long time. That I just thought I just would have crying episodes, or I would just um, I didn't realize that I was suffering from obsessive compulsive disorder. I was diagnosed um, and then and that was even the tip of the iceberg I mean I, I really should have been diagnosed with complex childhood trauma but how do you get into all of that in you know 15 years ago in one one session right <laughs> um, one assessment and so and I didn't know what was going on with me and I was already a therapist right, right and so right. Um, I ended up really having a major mental health crisis and um, that I thought was a financial crisis or just a a marital, but it was a mental health crisis. And I happened upon a woman who was very outside the box and she handed me uh, an emotional, the training DVD set for emotional freedom techniques. And she said, try this, it will change your life. And she had really helped my son overcome something that the doctors hadn't She did it in three days and (laughs) booked me out. I was like, what is happening here? And uh, if she had told me to stand on my head and count to 10, I would have done whatever she had said. Um, And so I, that night I watched the training DVD set. I was having racing thoughts, laying in bed, and I was able to use this intervention and for 30 seconds and yawn. And so I was like, well, let me try it again. I did it one more time totally fell asleep, broke through all the racing thoughts that I was having. And I had slept for the first time in I don't know how long. And I woke up the next day and I was like, how, what, what else can I use this on? What else? And I just went, I went through my life and started resolving my obsessive compulsive disorder. <laughs> I'd been collecting jars. I mean, I just, it was like this whole eye opening experience. I was, oh, this is why I'm doing that. And this is, and I just went through and started uh, untangling myself and my brain from these dysfunctions that would have me swirling in circles and circles and circles. And, and so, uh, and then later on, I started going after my complex childhood trauma, all the codependence I was steeped into and just basically putting my life back together. And, um, and I thought, you know, this is actually something. And if I ever go back to work, this is what I'll do. I will use these, this intervention, because that's the only intervention I had at the time. And so when I did go back, this is what I did. And I I just wanted to know, could I help other people the way I was getting helped? Because if, I mean, if we can get rid of that, that would be really great or this or a panic attack or, and, and it turned out that I could. And, um, but then I realized that they still would have disorders. And so I was like, I wonder if I could help them resolve their whole disorder. And so it turned out I could after a while. And then I was like, I wonder if I can help them to do this, resolve their disorder faster. And so then I started training them to do the work with me. And so we divide and conquer. And then the next thing I know within two to six months, they were resolved and we're like, bye, see you later. Have a great time. And that really fit with my model of the world that we should heal. We should not just be expected to cope. I hate coping with those symptoms. And it really, and it also helped like really fit my not being dependent on anybody else, no matter how gifted of a therapist they are or what, like I want to work with, I want the tools to work with my own brain. And I want my clients to be able to do that same thing and to have the confidence in themselves that they can support themselves. And if they want to get us some assistance or a second opinion, they can, but that they can they were really empowered to do that. So by the time, so in developing that, by the time my clients were finished, they were more skilled than most therapists in our community um, because I would teach them this and we'd practice. I mean, by the time, I mean, by the time we were finished, they had completed 120 to 300 hours of specific and targeted brain work and using interventions, the top interventions in the country. And so um that just feels amazing. And that's really what, why I am here now, because now I'm like, well, can I help more people? You know, hmm, turns out you can. <laughs> so uh, that's, that's really what got me started here was just really my own, my own desire for wellness for others. And then my own need for it for myself. And then, you know, just bringing that out to the world in a way that people can really support themselves. So.
0: Yeah, no, thank you for sharing that's great, great story. And I think it's so important and relevant. Um, to some extent, as somebody who was sort of a former therapist, yeah. albeit trained, you know, behaviorally, but then, you know, developed the skills that I needed to, you know, looking back now, and, and the things we have available now, um, sitting down and just talking to people, is maybe the best first step, but you're not going to change people just talking to them.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: um, a couple of my friends, Harold uh, Stalovich and his wife Erica keeps <laughs> wrote a book a few years ago called telling ain't training. And you might also yeah. say telling ain't motivating, telling ain't curing, speaking ain't curing, um, just sitting talking. You can raise somebody's level of awareness and get them thinking yes. about things. Just talking isn't going to change anything, right? No,
1: it's not how the brain works.
0: No, it and isn't. that's
1: really what I really started to understand is, you know, as a therapist, you know, you, if you're lucky, you get to run into the world of interpersonal neurobiology, and then you get to see exactly how the brain works and how it, how it really, it, it the, the, And that with these symptoms, anxiety, depression, and traumatic stress, they are expressions that the brain is having trouble with its own process. And so it's like when you find that the, the, where it's having the trouble very precisely is between the neuroception or all the emotional material of our reality coming up through the body and through our senses and getting blocked by the survival system and that limbic system responding and saying, no, you can't pass. And we, we need to pass. And that, that, All that material backing up and that stuff really is what fuels some of our worst behaviors, you know. And but if we can get the survival system to open the door and let the stuff pass through, all of a sudden the brain has everything it needs to create change and to create new ways of being and to heal and to grow and to learn. And really, that's huge, especially when we're talking about early childhood trauma, when we have all these, this lack of development because our parents could not help us wire our brain properly or wire in um, healthy strategies for us. It's like the brain can do that at any time. We just got to get that material through, you know, and that's really the, the fun space for me is helping people get that, that material through right there. So, but yeah, it, and the talking works with the front of the brain. Right. And that's not the part that is having this problem. I don't find a problem up there at all. I don't. (laughs) So it's like, if we can get the, the, what this neuroception, all this emotional and and physical, the sensory stuff connected with thought, it's really so much more powerful than just running on the old thoughts we have and all the subconscious brain trash and, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. that's producing these, these hideous symptoms and behaviors that we don't even agree with
0: No no that's right and um, you know I've seen uh, over the course of car- my career the the gaining influence of neuroscience and what we know about the brain you know particularly over the last 20 years coming yeah. into this and um, you know there's still a lot of resistance. To it uh, oh, yes. from people caught in a rather old model. Yes. Uh, I think, um, you know, it needs to be incorporated at many different levels. Yes. You know, <clears throat> you know, my an analogy I use some of the time is, you know, if you took you had your car was not working right and you took it to the garage and the mechanic spent all his time talking to you, would you, you know, would you think and didn't look under the hood and see what was going on? <laughs> would you think that was good right uh we have to understand what the brain is doing right and and accommodate and plan accordingly what's going on in your brain yes Uh, we change that and so i'm you know thrilled to see that you have found that your yourself through your own journey and now have adapted that and i think this is very, very important for people with trauma.
1: Yeah. Yes. And and to piggyback off your mechanic analogy, which I use that same one, (laughs) uh, you know, I, I see the, the prefrontal cortex as being the mechanic and
0: Mm. it
1: really wants to, we need to take it under the hood. We need to like get up in stuff and we don't want to be on the outside guessing what it is. I mean, we could say, okay, well, I think it is, but really we want to get in there, take it several levels in, get your mechanic in there and look very precisely at what's not firing right and what's not wiring right and what's blocking this. Where's the gunk? How can we move it through? And that mechanic is awesome when we can get it there, but there's so many things that keep us on the surface of things, instead of just opening it up, taking this apart. And really, I think we think we're doing that when we're talking, you know, we're doing that, but it's, 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 it's not. It's just really, it's only one aspect of the information.
0: Right. And as far as I'm aware, when we talk about neuroplasticity, neuroplasticity comes from doing things, yes. not talking about them. I mean, you hmm. can talk all of you want, but I don't think it really changes the brain. Um, right. But you have to do something differently.
1: Right. Uh, well, I so think that's Sorry, I interrupt you. I, it, that inspires me a bit because I think you have to, um, you know, it strengthens your talking, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. that's not what I came here for. Can <laughs> you please help me stop yelling at my children? You know, can you please make it so I don't have a panic attack when I'm, dri- I'm thinking about driving, <laughs> you know, or when I see my ex or when I see, you know, have to go to a parent teacher conference or when I'm trying to give my presentation, can I not totally black out and forget where I am? I have things to do, you right. know, and you know, whatever we're firing together, like the neurons for talking, we're wiring them together. We want to get back to those ones that are creating this, the the ones that are firing together and wiring together to make that panic attack and get the brain right. to do that yeah. and, and make that. Do we really need this here? Can you get your tools out and yeah, and so and the brain really does do that and really change itself, which is that neuroplasticity, and it will build whatever whatever we need. If yeah, we can help with its own process.
0: I mean, you know, most people don't realize that your brain basically is a computer that you program through yeah. your actions. Right. Yeah. That's what you do, and. <laughs> And the flip side of that the good side of that is great which is what you're doing okay let's use that to change things in going back to trauma you know it is sad that you know through a medical model the the notion has been symptomatic relief um you know just go give take these pills so you won't feel as bad what have you you've done nothing to change the underlying mechanism in fact you might have reinforced it
1: Actually. Yeah, absolutely. Or traumatized yourself. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I think that um, I think I, I I believe that in treating people and helping people resolve their their post traumatic stress disorders, um, that the symptom relief is an important piece of it. And I really help people use interventions like emotional freedom techniques, thought field therapy, um, energy medicine, and even. EMDR, help them to use that to really work on the symptom level, because that we need that to stop. We need that to resolve. We need them to be able to break through those moments, gain their time back get their clarity back. Also working at the symptom level, we can really do a lot of when we can get the brain to pull out of that and regulate, we can really teach it. Hey, we, we, we can be calm in this and we can really, really recondition it. And, um, and that's such an important layer of it, but it really takes a lot of time investment, more time investment than we're offering in weekly sessions. And additionally, it's only one layer of the work. Mm-hmm. And we really need to get to the lower levels and um, and that's really where the skill comes in and and even that is stuff people, can do themselves and learn to do themselves. And it's, that's really, really important to be able to take apart a symptom and resolve it before you get to your therapist office or what, you know, hit a symptom, be stuck in it for weeks until you get to your next appointment. And then you're like, oh, I'm suffering, help me. And then they tune you up and send you back out and they can only get to so many deep layers, so many of the layers, you know? And so I think when people are equipped with this stuff and start practicing how do i use how do i help my brain through these symptoms and they start getting results where they can get their brain out of symptoms it's really it allows them to get to the deeper layers but it Absolutely. is the deeper layers and it's these deeper layers are so important because this is the stuff that why your body cannot do its other healing functions Because just because you're not having a panic attack right now doesn't mean that the pain is not registering on some other level and your survival system is responding to it. And you get either survival mode or you get health and wellness mode. And the more you spend out here in survival mode and pain management, the less you're spending out here. And this is why we were finding that the more adverse childhood experiences you have, you're more likely to die of the major illnesses. And Mm -hmm. that's because your brain is literally shifting you out of healing states and healing activities. You're not getting the same healing, the same detoxification, the same rest, the same rebuilding phases that people without these deeper layers of trauma or who have resolved the deeper layers of trauma that they're getting. And that's the stuff of vitality and wellness and deep connections in your relationships.
0: Yeah. And without doing that, you're going to get, not only are your symptoms not going to get better, there's a real danger of re-traumatizing yourself in, in, in all sorts of situations then, you know, and, and programming it even worse, even more. And, and so if you that's don't resolve the trauma, it's going to get worse.
1: Yes, <laughs> that's the nature of disorder, right? I mean, yep. we see that very practically in hoarder houses, right? I mean, they nobody sets out to have that right? And that's what a brain can look like. It's just, you know, you you have this one area that's just not working and it's starting to collect stuff. And you really can't get in there to like get anything thrown away. Cause the brain does have a, 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 a trash releasing process, mm. you know? And so, and then you learn, okay, wait, in order to let that be there without getting there, let me take a bigger step back and, and, you know, let this pile get bigger and bigger and bigger. And the next thing, you know, you're walking through your brain, like there's an itty bitty pathway. You can't step to the right. Otherwise you'll be zapped with pain and you can't step to the left. And so you're walking through this thing very carefully. And, and then, you can't have any people in there, in your world, mm-hmm. in your inner world, because what if they don't know how to walk this line and what if they actually bump something and make everything fall and now nothing will work. And now you're yelling at them, don't touch the stuff.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah, no, laughs> and no. it
1: just, it just, it just really spirals out of control. And so it's, it's just so good to have ways of healing the deeper work and then also and what i find is that people that can really um do the work themselves to do this the the massive work it takes to overhaul a disorder um they really have the skills and the stamina to do the maintenance of their inner well keeping
0: right right because it's not just getting rid of the trauma it's ensuring it doesn't come back or you don't You know, find yourself in those situations, and you don't know how to cope effectively. Yeah, yeah, Yeah.
1: and then there's life is, you know, life is what life is, and sometimes there's waves that hit you that are traumatic, even if you resolve your old trauma. Right, right,
0: right. Exactly, exactly. It's about that resilience and learning.
1: There.
0: Tell the the listeners about you know some of the techniques that you use to help people retrain their brains to manage these situations?
1: Yeah, I use, because my specialty is working with influencing the survival system to let healing happen and really bring the whole brain together to work harmoniously through its problem solving and symptom resolution process that it's natural to it. Um, The interventions I use are effective for influencing the survival system, because they, it speaks to the survival system in its native language, which is the body. And uh, that's who your survival system is paying attention to. It's not paying attention to what you're thinking about. It's not paying attention to prefrontal cortex at all, unless it's malfunctioning and creating distress, and then it's, it's business. But it's really important to, if we can influence and we can send the messages to the survival system that Hey, we're actually safe right now. I know you're t- totally freaking out, but it's all right. We're good. You know, calm down. We're all right. Um, it listens very quickly to that when it receives those messages from the body. And so there are lots of things we're doing naturally to do that work, like hugging each other, going on runs. Like there's all these natural ways to work with our brain that actually open the healing doors, you know, and influence the survival system. Hey, you know, it, and so, um, but the ones I specialize in are emotional freedom techniques, which is using the Meridian system to communicate with that survival system. And also these are really great because they not only do that, they're not only sending messages to the the survival system, but they're also, um, they're also reducing the intensity of the emotional, of the the distress, the emotional distress of whatever is coming up, whatever emotional stuff is surfacing like panic, it will reduce it from a uh, desensitize it from being a 10 of intensity to a 3 or a 2. And that helps the process because the survival system is not as alarmed by something that's a 2 of intensity than it is by something that's a 10. Right? So it makes it very easy to, to for it to receive the message and then be like, oh yeah, that thing, it can go by. Go ahead, go ahead, panic, go ahead on through. And now panic gets to sit in the front of the brain where problem solving occurs. And so these interventions are, so Emotional Freedom Techniques is a tapping intervention um, and it takes about 30 seconds and where you will notice a before and after of reduction, typically about 85, I find 85% of the time. Um, I also use thoughtful therapy, which is the original intervention to emotional freedom techniques. I use it, um, I use a very specific intervention in it called collarbone breathing. And um, it's a, a more complex intervention. It's about two minutes and it's, it's complex. It's like chewing bubble gum and walking at the same time. Um, but it is a breathing intervention, which if back in my day, when my, my anxiety and trauma disorder were at their highest, if somebody had told me to breathe one more time, I might have gone loco on them, so I hate to I hate to uh, say, hey, let's do a breathing exercise. But the truth is, this is my favorite trauma processing intervention, trauma processing intervention, um, and so I teach people how to use that, and um, and then also EMDR, which is an eye movement. Um, based intervention that really helps the brain. Um, eye movements are a natural way the brain already is using to process emotion and do a lot of mental and emotional work. Um, we use it while you're awake and get your eyes moving because that happens like right in REM sleep, that rapid eye movement. And um, we do that while you're awake. Sometimes this is not the right fit for people um, just because it has a bit of an explore feature with it. It's like, not only are we going to desensitize and we're going to work on this, but we're to explore it. We're going to open it up. And sometimes it opens up too much pain for people to be able to tolerate And it can really be re-traumatizing. So it's, I teach that one later. Um, in, in my work with people, but, and then the other one that I really like that I just happened upon and had no intention of getting into was energy medicine. And, um, and that's working with nine of the bodies, energy systems, the chakra system, the meridians, the aura, the, um, radiant circuits, the, um, I, electrical system, those sorts of things. And I, Did that one, because I was looking for a very specific training. And so I finally signed up for it turns out you don't get that specific training till the fourth year of the program, which I will be starting this year. So I went through all this other stuff, but I just fell in love because it really um, speaks to ways of helping the body release trauma. And I oh I come from very much a and I like the body has multiple ways of doing its trauma release and its its healing work. And the using the prefrontal cortex with attentioning the and then interventioning is the way I really specialize in doing that. Uh, we, we, anything we can put attention on and get an intervention, we can, we're directing the brain where we want healing to happen. And we're doing that work. Um, and I've had a lot of great success with that. I mean, it's not too shabby to resolve a whole disorder in two to two to six months. I mean, I'm not, I think that's fabulous. Um, but this energy medicine stuff, one of the things I think is so cool about it is that it's helping the brain do its work without needing to activate the attention, like we don't need to consciously know what we're working on to help the brain do its healing work. And that's fabulous because I can't tell you how many clients I have that cannot think about their trauma at all, period. And and let alone talk about it, which is fine, right? I, we don't ever need to talk about your traumas to heal them using, if you get the brain to do the work. Um, but But to have a way that they don't even need to pay attention to it to heal is just, door opening and so I'm like over in that world like shoving interventions into my little bag of tricks over here
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's great and and one of the things that some of the listeners may not understand although if they've listened to previous shows uh, they may have we've got that, is, you know, when you start talking about chakras and stuff like this, it puts people, you know, makes them maybe a little skeptical and cynical. The fact of the matter is, the fact of the matter is, we have a mind-body system, an amazing mind-body system. And the brain is part of that. Everything that happens is not just about the brain, right? It is the brain-body the trillions of cells, the complex communication that we have very little idea of, certainly no awareness or understanding of, that is what is driving this. It yeah. is not a conscious process, right? Yeah. It is, is that, that's what, you know, you want to call that the subconscious. This yeah. is this amazing mind-body machine, unbelievably complex, Absolutely. that is working, and that's what we use, and that is you know, talking about some of these older methodologies, you know, chakras, meditation, yoga, all of those things really are addressing, we're addressing the mind body.
1: Right? Yes, absolutely. And really, what made me help me make the leap over because I was very skeptical, and I come from a, a background where you don't do that stuff. Um was my understanding and my realization that the subconscious mind is always participating with us. There is so much unconscious activity all the time. Uh, and the subconscious mind is working to resolve its issues, just like you're working to resolve your issues. And right. there's ways we can guide the, the subconscious mind to do healing work for us and to help it get the healing work it wants done completed. And so a lot of that is children are playing with their subconscious minds all the time. They're they're using their imagination. They're playing with these dinosaurs, and their subconscious minds back there just playing right along with them. It's it's magical. Um, it's what we love about musicians is that they go to this unconscious place and bring out this magic. And when you're when you're and the brain doesn't know the difference between us vividly imagining something and it actually happening. And so when you're working with things like um, the, your chakra system, right? You're, you're over here circling it, but what you're sending, even if let's say there's no chakras, what you're saying is that this I'm clearing my heart chakra. Right. And, but you're sending this, this, the survival system, the subconscious mind is like, Hmm, I see what you're doing over there. You're, you're clearing your chakra. Okay. I'm gonna clear that chakra too. And now it's actually doing your chakra clearing work. You know, and it knows that we're doing this for the intention of feeling better or clearing out a limiting belief in there. Like I need to protect myself from everybody and you're giving the brain the time to adjust to, well, what would that be like if we did do that? And, hmm, okay, we'd have to get rid of this. We have to get rid of that. And you're engaged. It's engaged in this thing that you're doing. So, and that's just, you know, that's how I got into past life regression work. Um, I don't teach that to all of my clients, but I'm absolutely going to do it because I I was really looking for, there's just, sometimes the brain cannot tell you its story, it's what's wrong. And so all of a sudden you start saying, well, what happened three lifetimes ago that did this? And the brain all of a sudden is like, well, let me tell you, this happened, this happened, this, it's all the issues right now. So I don't, I I started by like, I don't know if we actually have past lives or not, but let me see if I can open a door for the brain to tell me its story. You know, and all of a sudden it people have access to all these things that I don't know how they have access to. And it's just all this stuff's coming out and they're healing from it and healing like even physical pain. Right. Which is we thought this was a physical pain problem. No, it's somatic distress. It's a trauma and it just cleared. And now you don't have neck pain anymore. You know, and so we're just pulling, we're opening the mind's power, the brain's power to do the healing work it can do by trying, well, you can't do it here. Could you do it over here? You know, and there's reasons some people can't do it over in past life regression. Their belief system won't allow them to. Okay. So we don't go there. You know, can you do it over here? Can you, um, you know, can I have you write a picture, draw a picture of it? Okay, that's the one for you. Let's go, you know. And so we're just, I'm constantly trying to position people into the place where they can heal. And there is always a place where people can heal.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And, uh, you know, it's a great challenge. um, But, um, you know, providing people with these sorts of tools where their consciousness in some ways can't get in the way and sabotage the whole thing. I mean, that's typically if you're working with a traumatized client and you're trying to bring up trauma and and bring it into consciousness and and resolve it and move on, um, you you know, which certainly makes sense, but it's incredibly difficult, you know, and you certainly run the risk of keeping people traumatized unless you do it properly.
1: That's right. And I find that that. Um, when we start to do the outside work and we teach they people have success with that, like when they have success with stopping racing thoughts or have success with stopping a worry festival that they would have gone on for hours. Um, all of a sudden their brain is learning, Hey, hold up. This is different. And their brain is saying, Oh, wait, hold up. And then it will say, well, could you do that same thing over here with this? What about this issue? And so, and then you help the brain with that one. And then the brain's like, Hmm, what about this old trauma in the back? I don't really want to talk about it, but could you? And even that, we can get an intervention on that. And the brain's like, okay, okay. And the next thing you know, it will bring up the trauma in the way that it can handle. And so I find that I don't, I don't really try to bring up um, old traumas. I, I, I really wait for the brain to do that. But it has, it's motivated to heal too. I mean, and we're all trying to heal. We just. Sometimes we don't see that this activity is us trying to heal, even things right. like emotional eating or, you know, the nightmares we're having, that's actually a trying to heal function that didn't work nightmares. Right. Yeah. So yeah, if we can really start partnering with that and really help the brain do the trying to heal process and actually, Hey, let me help you get this trying to heal process actually healing. Then it's a whole nother ball game.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, and some of that depends on how deep the traumas run, Um, how long they've been there, and, you know, how traumatic, as it were, they were. Um, My most traumatic and my most um, challenging, but in the end, say successful clinical case was a woman who presented to me with, you know, what used to be called multiple personality disorder now um, called dissociative disorder, where she had several alter egos protecting her against the memory of numerous horrendous traumas. Yes. Yeah, and this was some time ago, <laughs> uh, a little before the neuroscience came in and, and you enabled people like you to do what you're doing now. And so it was sort of unpeeling the traumatic onion. Uh, and it, it was an amazing experience. It took us 12 years
1: mm-hmm.
0: But she did yeah. it. she did Great. it. She was able to get rid of it all and you know it's just yeah. a, amazing. Um, so you know I learned really firsthand what you actually have to do if you're yes. trying if you're going that route, if you're trying to really extract the trauma, bring it to consciousness, process it effectively one of the things that came up in that and i was going to ask you about this in in your work was a lot of anger and and managing that anger Mm -hmm. and uh one of my more inspired therapeutic moments was when i mean she was recounting a horrific story about something that somebody had done to and I said, you know, you're not angry. And she was sort of tight-lipped. And I threw the tissues against the wall. And I said, I'm mad, you know. I knew I couldn't feel mad for her. And so she said, if I start getting angry, I'll never stop. Yes. Which is a common thing. Okay. And I said, Well, okay, here's the cushion. Now hit the hit the cushion against the chair for as long as you need, you know. Now seven minutes is a long time to be hitting a chair with a cushion, but it's not eternity. Yeah. And that enabled her to say, okay, I I feel I can let go and I'm not going to explode. Right? And I can do that. And it's just amazing stuff like that. You have to, that's what you're trying to do. You're using, I think, a little more sophisticated methodology today using the mind-body somatic system to help change those cues and those effects and those connections, um, but but you until- know,
1: but you did it. You did it with the hitting the pillow. You engage mm-hmm. the body in the activity, and mm-hmm. and and that the you are engaging the subconscious in that as well. And then the brain learns whole. We just successfully moved through an anger a vault right. of anger well what else could we do with anger
0: that's right i mean yeah.
1: that's that's the that's the retraining that the brain needs it needs to be it's hand held and walked through some of these really scary processes
0: yeah doing something different because right. all that happens is it just keeps doing the same thing reinforcing yes. itself over yeah. and over again and then using the same uh, maladaptive strategy right. when any stressful situation comes up
1: yeah absolutely yeah.
0: Yeah, amazing. Um, I've read, uh, looked on your website, um, which we'll talk about, rachelmccloud.com, right? Uh, lots of lovely testimonials on there from people that have really benefited from your programs and your techniques. Tell us, I mean, it looks like you've got a variety of different options if people want to reach out and connect with you. Tell the listeners a bit about that.
1: Yeah, I... I have an eight week program that I developed. And so, and I have an intensive coaching program that I use to, as I use the, the program that the eight week intensive called World transformation um, in this eight week intensive coaching program. And that we meet twice a week for two hours at a time. These are work sessions. We actually do the brain work together. Um, and, That is the goal there is to move is to get rid of symptoms and move anxiety disorders and and trauma and depression disorders into remission. And those that's really for people who've already developed a a moderate to advanced level of self-awareness. And because we're going to use that awareness feature to do this work. And so it's really nice when people have that already. Most people do when they've done therapy in the past, or they've been reading and doing self-help stuff. Um, And so it's a great fit for most people and, um, and we really work. And so that's one of my options there. It's, it's the eight week intensive. I make also the curriculum of that available as a self-study option, because I know that there are people who already have therapists that they love. Their therapist just doesn't do this specific work. And so they can do that work and still stay connected to their therapist. I even in my eight week intensive people will. I don't think you can get too much support. Um, I think Mm, that's one of the things that causes trauma is to be under supported in early childhood or, you know, in your marriage or in your raising children. I mean, having support is so healing in and of itself. So I'm never like, you need to leave your therapist. I'm like (laughs) all the love, enjoy it, all the support, you know, Um, massage, all the things, whatever. Um, But uh, so I've made that curriculum available for anybody who wants to jump on there and do that. Also for people like me, I, when I did my healing work, I did it myself. I was never going to go to a therapist. I was just, I felt too fragile. I was too mad at therapy. I felt like it was too limited. And I, and I I just wouldn't have. So I really needed that way to heal myself. And, um, and so I wanted to provide the, the strategies and the structure to do that. And the exercises, um, and so my program is either of those. Those are brain workouts. This mm-hmm. is not, I don't, we don't theorize. We're not going to talk about stuff. I'm just going to give you as much information as you need to get going. Right. And then from there, we'll build on the skill and shape and build things up and and, and stack skill and intervention and strategy. Um, and so those are my two, um, programs for getting rid of symptoms. And that is for people who have a disorder or don't have a disorder. Um, but one in five of all Americans have a a mental health disorder. So chances are, you know, if you know five people and none of them have a disorder, you know, (laughs) might be you. (laughs) So, but it, but all of us have symptoms. And all of us have those symptoms that, um, because that's when your brain's letting you know that I need some help or I need to rest. I need something. Um, and so, but there there's ones, there's symptoms that just block our life. And that's really what this is for is to get those symptoms out of your way so you can live and do what you want. Um, Those are my main programs. I do offer energy medicine sessions um, just because I love that intervention Mm -hmm. uh, and that modality. And I'm hoping to make um, it, I'm going to be hiring some energy medicine practitioners that are really dedicated where you can come to my site and I've worked with these people. I've vetted them. I've benefited from them and I know they're amazing. So that's coming. But right now, those are the two programs I offer. Um, Other ways to benefit from me are my YouTube channel. I'm talking about this stuff all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, You'll find that on my website and also my Facebook group and my email list. On my email list, I'm sending out Um, I make available the uh, training DVDs, I training video series I use to equip my clients with the interventions. And so I make those available for free for anybody on my list. And so they can really start playing with the interventions and really start applying them and getting rid of symptoms. Um, And so that's a lot of fun. I get messages back from people like, I feel better this is really, this is kind of magical, you know, and these interventions are not magical. Actually the brain is really Mm -hmm. just a magical thing. Mm -hmm. And so these ones actually really do help your brain do what brains do well. And so it feels like magic, especially when your brain hasn't been working um, well. And so, um, so my email list, I am really giving a lot of information there about if you're having a symptom in this situation, this is what could be going on. This is how you resolve it. And so really lots of that. And so that my email list is really a very value-packed place to be.
0: And if people wanted to get on that list, what do they do?
1: They go to my Facebook, my, my website, rachelmccloud.com. And that's R-A-C-H-E-L-L-E-M-C-C-L-O-U-D.com. And right there is anything that it says here, I start here. And, and it's just one after the other, how to get connected how to get the benefits that you want, how to look at the services. And it's very big, big blocks
0: you can't miss. No, that's, a, that's really awesome. And I would encourage people who definitely are invested or interested in this field to go look at Rachel's website. It's got a lot of cool things there. And also I can direct you to your YouTube channel too, right? Where she has a lot of great videos too. Um, just fascinating stuff. And a great story, Rachel, of your own, you know, journey in terms of dealing with these things. And, and honestly, that makes a big difference to people, you know, I think that if they were the therapist who has walked the walk, as well as sort of understands what's going on at a sort of intellectual level, that's, that's really huge. And, and. I think that's so important. So that's another big plus for you, is you know what it's like. You know, yeah, this isn't just school, and you went to you know university and you took a course, and now you know all about it, right?, <laughs> uh, I wish it worked like that, but I'm afraid it actually doesn't all the time. Um, so you know you're bringing something extra. And enormously valuable. Uh, thank you so much. It's been uh, great to meet you. Um, we'll keep in touch. I'll be fascinated to follow your work. And it'll be interesting to see how this evolves over the next, you know, few years as, as we understand more about the brain and come up with maybe other techniques to do exactly what you're trying to do.
1: Yes, that's exciting times. just really exciting times right now.
0: Yeah, it is. Absolutely. Well, thank, thank you, you again. Thank so you for having me. I
1: appreciate it's, it. It's so great, Rachel.
0: Yeah, it was. And keep doing the great work.
1: Thank you.